if you're new to this whole world of baby led weaning and starting solid foods, you might still be on the fence as to whether this approach is going to work for you. And if that's the case, I want to send you my free feeding guide called Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby? This is a guide that contains a decision tree map that you can work your way through to determine if this is the right approach for you guys and then when it's time to start. Grab your copy of Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby on my website at babyledweaning.co slash resources. I was doing my breakfast dishes this morning, turned the garbage disposal on, and then heard that terrible noise when you know something is in the disposal, but like you can totally tell the damage has already been done. Sure enough, it was an easy peasy tiny spoon, totally shredded, which if I've learned anything about these baby lead weaning spoons from Easy Peasy is that the garbage disposal and the dog both love them. And I was bummed because it's one of my favorite colors that they make, the light gray line, which is called pewter. But my garbage disposal disaster, I guess it came at just the right time because Easy Peasy is having their annual Mother's Day sale from this Friday to Sunday, so May 10th to 12th. You can get 20% off all of the Easy Peasy feeding gear with the affiliate discount code BLWMOM on orders of $50 or more. So this is a great time to stock up at 20% off because my regular Easy Peasy code is usually only for 10% off. So this bump up to 20% off is nice, but it's just for three days. So head to easypeasyfun.com to grab tiny spoons, their tiny cups, and the best suction mats and bowls for baby lead weaning. They have a really cool new bundle maker on their website if you want to group or piece a few items together or If you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com. And happy Mother's Day to you. So yes, this idea of when you're at the grocery store, skip the middle aisles and only shop the perimeter. There's some validity there because yeah, the ultra processed foods are in the middle, but the freezer aisle, which is also in the middle of the grocery store, has a ton of great low sodium options for babies too. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're talking about frozen foods for baby-led weaning. And I don't mean the types of foods that you like cook and put in the freezer and use again in the future. Like this is where you're at the grocery store in the frozen food aisle and you're curious what kind of foods can you choose to feed your baby. Now, I don't want to discount making food and freezing it because that's an awesome technique as well. I just did a podcast number 86. It was with the two-time Food Network Chopped Champ, Chef Tatiana Rosana. She was here talking all about baby led weaning meal prep. Go back to episode 86 if that's what you're looking for. This episode, we're talking about what foods you can feed your baby that you pick up in the frozen food aisle. So I like to start each of these mini baby led weaning training episodes with a baby led weaning tip of the day. And when it comes to frozen foods, my tip is you guys can learn to be a sodium sleuth. That's because the frozen food aisle is packed with a lot of good, but also many more not so great food choices for babies. And the not so good ones are not so good because a lot of frozen foods tend to be convenience foods or processed foods that are full of salt and therefore not appropriate for babies to eat. So just keep an eye on the sodium levels because there's lots of great finds in the frozen food aisle. You just have to look at the labels. And just as an aside, when it comes to sodium, 
my general rule of thumb for baby led weaning is that I look for foods that have less than 100 milligrams of sodium per serving if I'm going to offer to my baby. So for more information about limiting sodium for your baby, go check out episode number 33. It's all about salt. It's called Salt, Three Easy Ways to Minimize Sodium for Your Baby. For more information about limiting sodium for your baby, go check out a previous episode that I did. It was episode 33. It's all about salt. Three easy ways to minimize sodium for your baby. If you're like, wait a minute, why is she talking so much about salt? If you listen to the podcast regularly, you'll be like, oh yeah, she's always talking about salt. And you might have ruled out the frozen foods aisle. So this episode is going to make you fall back in love with frozen foods for baby led weaning. But hang tight because I'm going to be sharing my actual five favorite freezer aisle finds in this episode. So let's go ahead and dive in and learn a little bit about freezer aisle finds for baby led weaning. So quick story before I get started, whenever I talk about frozen foods, someone inevitably will say, I've heard at the grocery store, you're supposed to skip the middle aisles and shop the perimeter. Now, this is in some ways a good recommendation. This is generally attributed to Michael Pollan in his book, Food Rules, an eater's manual. Michael Pollan, well-known food journalist and author, he wrote, stay out of the middle of the supermarket, shop the perimeter of the store. There are lots of great foods throughout the store. And I agree with Michael Pollan, like most of the processed and packaged junk is living in the middle aisles. But I kind of just take a little bit of issue with that because the canned food aisle is a great option for babies. In episode 75, it went all through canned foods that can work for baby led weaning. And also there's foods like lentils and dried peas and beans and the whole freezer aisle where there are some good finds. So when I was After graduate school, I taught nutrition at UC Berkeley. I taught full-time in their dietetics program. And I was like the youngest faculty member. So I got the crappiest teaching assignments. And then I also got the crappiest classroom. But I always would volunteer to teach summer because everyone else didn't want to. And I wanted to make extra money. And I remember getting stuck with my nutrition class in at Berkeley. We normally were in the nutrition classes were in the nutrition building in the school of public health building. But this one particular summer class, for whatever reason, I got stuck in the journalism building. I remember it was the same summers that Aaron Rodgers was in my class. That was my claim to fame as a nutrition teacher. Aaron Rodgers was in my class. And everyone always asked what his grade was. And I think it would be a violation of some sort if I told you, but I don't remember what it was. Regardless, I didn't even know who Aaron Rodgers was at the time. Michael Pollan was much more on my radar as far as like celebrities go. And he was teaching in the journalism school at UC Berkeley at that time. And I remember he came into my class one day and just sat in the back row and taught, like watched me teach nutrition. And it was a smaller class because it was summer, but we were talking about processed and packaged food. So I saw him, of course I knew who he was, very striking presence, like looms very large in the world of journalism at UC Berkeley. And um, I remember just bringing up the issue of the conundrum of the shopping, the perimeter, like someone very famous once said, referencing him and then talking about, you know, what potentially healthful foods you could find in the middle aisle, kind of like quizzing my students. And a few of them were mentioning foods that you could find in the middle aisle. So he kind of was snickering and laughing. He said, no, no, you're right. There are some good foods you can find in the middle of the supermarket. He just kind of stopped in to see like, what were they teaching about in the summer in his building? Very nerve wracking as a professor to have Michael Pollan walk in on your class, but it was kind of cool that we could have him talk a little bit about that. Because I know shopping the perimeter is a good idea, but there are good foods in the middle aisles. And even Michael Pollan would tell you that, but they're not all created equal. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So let's look at the frozen foods that do work for baby led weaning. All right, so let's get right down to it. I don't need to tell you about all the foods that don't work in the frozen food aisle. Let's focus on all the foods that babies can eat, right? Of course, frozen dinners and frozen pizzas and food with lots of salt and sugar babies should not have. And there's a lot of those foods in the frozen food aisle. I'm going to go through five of my favorite foods for baby led weaning. This is not an exhaustive list. Every time I do this, I start with a list of like 30 things. And then I'm like, that'll be too long. Narrow it down to five. Here's five of my favorite foods. I love cauliflower rice. I love regular cauliflower. There's a million different ways you can make cauliflower safe for babies to eat. I don't offer cauliflower rice as like a lower calorie, low carb option, like the reason why a lot of adults eat cauliflower rice. I think it's a really cool way to impart a different flavor in different foods. And it's a convenience food. Normally I would not, I'm pretty frugal. I would not spend money on many produce convenience foods. Like, no, thank you. I can cut up watermelon by myself. I don't need you to quintuple the price and do it for me. But cauliflower rice is one that is a pain in the neck to make. And you can find it in the frozen food aisle. How do you use it for baby led weaning? I like to use cauliflower rice when I make fritters. It's already all chopped up. It's rice. Like it's a very, very fine dice consistency or size, I guess, more so than consistency. So you can use it in if you're baking like zucchini muffins. I'll sometimes add cauliflower rice in there. I'll add it to fritters or patties as a vegetable. If I'm if I have just like some leftover grains, I'm like, oh shoot, I don't want to just make grains and eggs in my fritter. I'll put the cauliflower rice in it. Um, you can use it as a pizza crust. I also like regular pizza crust, especially for babies. But sometimes the commercial pizza crusts do have a lot of sodium in them. So there's really cool recipes using cauliflower rice for that. I'll also use it and mash it up uh, if I'm doing like baked potatoes just to add different flavor. So again, if you're cruising through the aisle or you have cauliflower rice, any recipe you would make for adults with cauliflower rice, you can just adapt that for babies just making sure it doesn't have added sodium or any sugar. Second up, I remember being super surprised when I found out that there are some brands of hash brown potatoes that are in the freezer aisle that don't have sodium. Now you have to be careful because like there's just as many that have tons of sodium. So my general rule of thumb, as I mentioned, is less than 100 milligrams of sodium per serving of a food that I'm going to serve my baby. Now, most foods you feed your baby don't come out of a package. So it's kind of a moot point. But if you're choosing a packaged food, look for less than 100 milligrams. And also babies don't eat the same portion size that adults do. So they're going to be eating significantly, in many cases, less than that. But back to the hash brown potatoes, peeling and shredding potatoes and then like pushing all the water out of them. It just takes so much time. To me, it's like never worth it. I do not like hash browns enough to do all that. However, I do like that there are some brands of already shredded hash brown potatoes that don't have salt in them. And the thing that I use these primarily for is to make like a crust to line either a quiche or if you do like muffin tins, I'll make 
like the hash brown potato mixed with egg and push it down as the crust for making like zucchini egg cups for use it for a lot of breakfast foods. Um, there's a million other ways to use hash brown potatoes. I'm not personally a huge fan of them, but I love that as a convenience food, they're an option for you if um, as a safer way to feed babies. Now, you can, of course, feed your babies regular potatoes if you want to. I do just point out that a lot of times, especially if you're doing baked potato, like a baked russet potato, it can be very mealy and very dry. And any dry bread product, any dry food for that matter, can potentially be a choking hazard. So you want to add a lot of butter or a lot of fat, a lot of liquid uh, sauces to make any potentially dry potato product a little bit more moist for your baby to eat. So number one, cauliflower rice. Number two, hash brown potatoes. Number three, it's kind of a weird one, Ezekiel bread. Now I mentioned the brand. I usually try not to mention branded foods because of course everyone's grocery store looks different. But Ezekiel is one of the few national brands in the US that has a low sodium option. Now low sodium breads are hard to come by. Breads by themselves I don't love because they tend to be more on the dry side and dry bread products, like all bread products, as just mentioned, can be a choking hazard. But if you're gonna be doing bread or when you're ready to do bread, you might be looking for a low sodium option. First of all, you might've never looked at the sodium in the bread aisle and you're like, oh my gosh, why does every single piece of bread need to have 250 or 300 milligrams of sodium? Well, bread is obviously, it is a preservative. So that's why your breads can stay on the shelf. Um, if you've ever traveled other parts of the world, do not use as many of or the same preservatives as the United States and your bread will go moldy in a day or two, whereas here it can stay a lot longer. Some of that has to do with higher levels of sodium. But sodium is also a leavening agent, meaning that it makes bread rise and it also provides moisture. So all of those things are important for bread. Ezekiel brand is one of the national brands that has a low sodium option. You don't always find the bread in the bread aisle though. So for example, like if you go to a smaller grocery store, they probably have Ezekiel bread, but if it's not fresh in the bakery section, then you can actually find it in the freezer aisle. So again, check out that brand Ezekiel bread for lower sodium bread options. Uh, you'll taste it and be like, oh, this is gross because it's low sodium bread. Do keep in mind, it gets pretty dry though, because it's not retaining that moisture with the salt. So add extra butter, again, add extra sauce, do what you need to do. But the low sodium bread Ezekiel bread, you can find it in your freezer aisle. Hi friends, are you looking for a story time podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With story time with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we of course want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Number four, frozen fruit. I know you can buy your baby fresh fruit, but I know like I live in Southern California where we have a good variety of affordable produce available pretty much year round. Not everybody has that option. So if there are fruits that you want to try with your baby and they're out of season or they're too expensive or you can't find them, frozen fruit is a great option. Now, having said that, there are a lot of not so great options with regards to frozen fruit. There's a lot of brands that make like smoothie blends and it's so ridiculous. They take regular fruit and then they add a bunch of sugar to it and then put it in a bag and put it in the freezer. And people are like, oh, I love that brand for my smoothies. I'm like, of course you do because it has like a cup of added sugar on it. So just make sure that on the label, it says added sugars. The line says zero 
grams. We want zero grams of added sugar. The American Academy of Pediatrics reminds us that we should have no added sugars in any foods or drinks for our children up until age two. And even after that, you want to minimize it. So you can find like mango chunks. Dude, I don't care what you say, how much you love cooking. Nobody really likes peeling and cutting mangoes into pieces. Like that is one of the few convenience foods that I will buy. I know personally, I I buy a lot of produce at Costco. You can always get the mango already cut and chopped, but it tends to be really, really hard. So if I do the frozen mango chunks, provided you're getting the ones that don't have the added sugar, when you defrost them, they're actually a lot softer, which is therefore safer for babies to eat. Now you can do frozen strawberries. Um, They also tend to be beneficial because a lot of the frozen fruits, they're picked at peak ripeness, meaning that from a taste standpoint, it might be a better experience for you and your baby to be eating those. So they may taste better. They may be more affordable because if a fruit is frozen and then you were trying to get it fresh out of season, it wouldn't even taste as good. Plus it would be pretty expensive, but you can use those fruits when you defrost them, just provided that they're nice and soft. You can serve them right to baby that way. You can put them in smoothies if you want to. You can melt them into a compote without any added sugar. There's lots of ways you can use frozen fruit. Don't discount them. Just be aware that there are some frozen fruit products that have added sugar. Don't choose those ones. Number five of my favorite foods from the frozen food aisle are edamame. Now, this is not for earlier eaters. Edamame are the little green Japanese soybeans. You can buy them either in the pod or out of the pod. I always get them out of the pod to serve the baby. You cook them in boiling water for a little bit of time. It's a great way to serve your baby a soy food. It's not the way I prefer to do soy first, because here's the problem with edamame is they're very small, right? They're like little tiny lima beans. So when your baby is just starting solid foods at six or seven months of age and doesn't have their pincer grasp, they can't even pick up the edamame. So it's not my favorite way to start with soy, but once your baby gets that pincer grasp, usually around or usually by the time they turn nine months, then edamame is a good option. If you want more information on how to give your baby a safe start to soy, you can go check out podcast episode number 37. It's called Soy, How to Introduce Your Baby to This Potentially Allergenic Food. And inside of it, I explain why I prefer tofu as a way to start soy with babies over edamame. But once you get jamming on a bunch of new foods, definitely go check out edamame as a good option. Some of them do have added salt, but most brands from the freezer aisle of edamame would not have added salt. So if you're making a shopping list to recap, cauliflower rice, hash brown potatoes, Ezekiel bread, frozen fruit, and edamame. Of course, there's lots of other options in the frozen foods aisle. I'd love to hear which ones you guys like. If you're on Instagram, I'm there too, at baby led wean team. Hit me up in the comments and let me know which frozen foods you're buying and trying for your baby. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode all about some freezer aisle finds for baby led weaning. 